everyone, this is Angela Bowen, and today I am bringing you spooky book recommendations for the month of October. So let's start with the first one that I read. This actually was a library book. It's by Mary Downing Hahn. This author has honestly made such a name for herself, going all the way back to, what, the 80s with Wait Till Helen Comes. Now, I have not read that book. But that book has definitely made the rounds for spooky books growing up in the 90s. This book, of course, The Puppet's Payback and Other Chilling Tales. So this is basically, would you call it like an anthology where it's just a bunch of short stories with different authors? Okay, so... The author of wildly popular ghost stories, Mary Downing Hahn, has created a group of tales for fans of her scary, but not too scary, books. Even the stories without actual ghosts are spooky. Each tale turns something ordinary, a pigeon, a white dress, a stranger on the bus, a puppet, into a sinister link to the supernatural. For the human characters, secrets from the past or careless behavior in the present can lead to serious trouble. All the stories have a young person as the central character, so all will resonate with young readers who enjoy the eerie, the creepy, and the otherworldly. In a concluding note, the author talks about how she came to write ghost stories. Next book is Bridge of Souls. This is the Cassidy Blake trilogy i don't know if there's going to be more books i hope there's more books i really do this is by victoria schwab the first book is called city of ghosts the second one tunnel of bones let me go to city of ghosts and tunnel of bones and then i'll read the synopsis for the third one all right Cassidy Blake's parents are the Inspectors, a somewhat inept ghost-hunting team, but Cass herself can really see ghosts. In fact, her best friend Jacob just happens to be one. When the Inspectors head to ultra-haunted Edinburgh, or is it Edinburgh, Scotland, for their new TV show, Cass and Jacob come along. In Scotland, Cass is surrounded by ghosts, not all of them friendly. Then she meets Lara, a girl who can see the also see the dead. But Lara tells Cassidy that as an in-betweener, their job is to send ghosts permanently beyond the veil. Cass isn't sure about her new mission, but she does know the sinister red raven haunting the city doesn't belong in her world. Cassidy's powers will draw her into an epic fight that stretches through the worlds of the living and the dead in order to save herself. The next one, Tunnel of Bones, is the sequel. Trouble is haunting Cassidy Blake even more than usual. (coughs) She, plus her ghost friend Jacob, of course, are in Paris where Cass's parents are filming their TV show about the world's most haunted cities. Sure, it's fun eating croissants and seeing the Eiffel Tower, but there's a but there's true ghostly danger lurking beneath Paris in the creepy underground catacombs. When Cass accidentally awakens a frightening frighteningly strong spirit, she must rely on her still growing skills as a ghost hunter. 
and turned to friends both old and new to help her unravel a mystery. But time is running out and the spirit is only growing stronger. And if Cass fails, the force she's unleashed could haunt the city forever. For a sequel, I thought this honestly was very well done. I love the series. That's why I really hope that it goes on from the third book. Because it's supposed to be, you know, her parents are filming a series. A series just doesn't stop after three episodes. So I hope the author continues that I just uh and it's really funny because this is middle grade even though and the character is supposed to be 12 I believe but she definitely does kind of read a little older so like I mean she kind of almost feels like she's maybe 15 16 so sometimes I kind of forget like oh that's right she's only 12. The third book of course Bridge of Souls where there are ghosts, Cassidy Blake follows, unless it's the other way around. Cass thinks she might have this ghost hunting thing down. After all, she and her best she and her ghost best friend Jacob have survived two haunted cities while traveling spoiler alert, yes yeah. <laughs> while traveling for her parents' TV show. But nothing can prepare Cass for New Orleans or New Orleans, <laughs> which wears all of its hauntings on its sleeve in a city of ghost tours and tombs. Rock, rock how do you say it? Raucous? Rouches? R-O-U-C-O-U? Rouches? I, I can't pronounce this word! R-A-U-C-O-U-S music and all kinds of magic. Cass could get lost in all the, the colorful grisly local legends and the city's biggest surprise is a foe cast never expected to face a servant of death itself cast takes on her most dangerous challenge yet i thought honestly if this was the third and final book it it definitely it did amazing it really i mean held my really <clears throat> if this was the third and final book it really honestly kept me going it's like I mean I chose I guess to read this as a physical book even though I do have the book on audible now that I'm you know working and stuff and I can actually listen to audiobooks and stuff I might jump on to uh playing the audio I, I honestly gotta give props to the fact that they kept the same narrator for all three books, which is amazingly awesome. Let's see. The next book <clears throat> that I read also, okay, my throat is getting so dry. Jeremy says he can always tell when I've been podcasting because my voice is like all crackly and wow. <laughs> the ne next book I read the 13th Cat by Mary Downing Hahn. And when I saw this cover, I'm like, I have to get this book. It's got a white cat on the cover. It's She's gorgeous. The cat's beautiful. And it's got, like, a spooky house in the background and, and the full moon and all that. This book actually was released September 7th. And I read it September 18th. Okay. 
From master of middle grade horror, Mary Downing Hahn, a new thriller about bravery, unexpected friendship, and sinister cats that will captivate readers with its chilling mix of mystery and magic. Zoe loves spending the summer with her Aunt Alice, and her aunt's new house is the perfect place to cozy up with a good book. That is exactly what caught, oh my gosh, a girl that loves cats and loves to read? Heck yes, of course. Right, Quinny? Yeah. Yeah, she's not responsive. <laughs> well, she just woke up. Right, Quinny? <whistles> I know. Oh, meow, yawn. Oh, baby girl. Good girl. <laughs> but she's unnerved by the overgrown forest next door, which is creepy even in the daytime and full of eerie sounds at night. Worse, there are rumors in town of a dark force. Eh. A dark force in those woods, and Zoe can't deny that the wild black cats who live there seem to be watching her. When she encounters a mean old woman who claims to be their owner, Zoe realizes there's more to the cats than meets the eye, but little does she know that the closer she comes to discovering their secret, the more danger she's in. Yeah, this... This book definitely, it captivated me from the beginning. It held my attention. <clears throat> and I'm just like, oh my gosh, what's going to, how's this going to end? How's this, you know. It kind of made me think of, like, that movie, The Witches. You know, not the remake I, with Anne Hathaway. I'm talking about the one that came out in, like, 1990 with... Angelica Houston is the witch. That movie gave me nightmares. Scared, scared. You want to scare a child? Show them the witches from 1990, because that movie, who oh boy. And that's kind of what I got from, kind of, sort of, maybe a smidge, kind of made me think of that. So, but hopefully I didn't. Uh, I'm sure maybe from the title, even you can kind of guess what happens. But I. I liked it. I thought it was a good book. This next book that I read, I started reading when I was at the airport. And I'm happy I brought it because it, this book kept me entertained and kept me, just kept me going. Just, I got to find out what happens. It's just, I, I mean, especially when I had that, like, delay for that flight on the way back. Just, ugh. But the book I'm talking about, it's called Horrid, H-O-R-R-I-D. This is by Katrina Lino. Honey, what are you? Don't play with that. Actually, now that I think about it, I should plug the phone back in, even though I'm at 96%. All right. <clears throat> and I would have just finished this one on October 7th. So shortly after I came back from my trip to Michigan. Okay, so. And I have not read any of the author's other books, but with how good this one is, I definitely want to check out the others. From the author of You Must Not Miss comes a haunting contemporary horror novel that explores themes of mental illness, rage, and grief. Twisted with spine-chilling elements of Stephen King and Agatha Christie. Following her father's death, Jane North Robinson or Jane North Robinson and her mom moved from sunny California 
to the dreary, dilapidated old house in Maine where her mother grew up. All they want is a fresh start, but behind North Manor's doors lurks a history that leaves them feeling more alone and more tormented. As the cold New England autumn arrives and Jane settles into her new home, she finds solace in old books and memories of her dad. She steadily begins making new friends, but also faces bullying from the resident quote-unquote bad seed. Struggling to tamp down her own worst nature in response, Jane's mom also seems to be spiraling with the return of her childhood home. But she won't reveal why. Then Jane discovers that the storage room her mom has kept locked isn't for storage at all. It's a little girl's bedroom, left untouched for years, and not quite as empty of inhabitants as it appears. Is it grief, mental illness, or something more horrid? I, I just... And the thing is, I got this book recommendation from one of my favorite booktubers, Bookables. I've been watching her videos off and on since, I'd say, maybe 2012, 2013, probably. So quite a while. Um, you know, there's some others that I used to watch too, but after a while I was like, eh. Okay, so the other book, and it says I started, okay. Karma Moon Ghost Hunter by Melissa Savage. This, of course, is middle grade. The book Horrid, if you couldn't tell by the description, is a young adult book. But uh, Karma Moon, Ghost Hunter, oh, I love this book. And I have her other books that she's put out recently. Ness, uh, Nessie Quest was her latest one that's set during the summer. I think I have the book Lemons. I think I have The Truth About Martians. So, okay. This one here is middle grade. While staying in a haunted Colorado hotel for her father's ghost hunting television series, Karma Moon must battle her anxiety, interpret the signs of the universe, and get footage of a real ghost. You know, the usual. Karma Moon is a firm believer in everything woo-woo, <laughs> as her dad calls it. So when she asked her trusty crystal mystic if the call... It's basically almost like the Crystal Mystic is almost like a Magic 8 Ball, but it's just like um, a crystal ball type of thing on a stand that just gives you a fortune. So pretty much just like a Magic 8 Ball, but doesn't it looks more like a crystal ball. So when she asked her dad... what. So when she asked her trusty Crystal Mystic if the call asking her dad to create a ghost hunting docuseries was her dad's big break, it delivered. No doubt about it. Because the universe never gets it wrong. Her only people do. Karma and her best friend Mags join her dad's totally rad film crew at a famous haunted hotel in Colorado over her spring break. Their mission? Find a ghost and get it on camera. If they succeed, the show will be a hit. They can pay rent on time, and just maybe her mom will come back. Yeah, she's dealing with her mom abandoning her and, you know, her dad. And it's just her and her dad trying to make ends meet with his documentary, his totally rad productions, which mainly does, like, wedding recept weddings, wedding receptions, bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs 
all that kind of stuff to kind of make sure that they're paying their rent so they can continue. And I love also how they have on, I think, every morning they go to this little corner coffee shop. And I'm trying to remember what... Toby's! It was called Toby's, that's right. Because she gets egg at... Egg in a roll or something. I'm not sure what that. It's almost. It sounds like an English McMuffin, or a breakfast McMuffin type of thing. And they also they also get. I forgot what the Chinese restaurant that they go to also because they live in in New York and stuff like that. So anyway, let me continue on. Their mission: find a ghost and get it on camera. If they succeed, the show will be a hit. If they can pay. They can pay rent on time, and just maybe her mom will come back. Unfortunately, staying at a haunted hotel isn't a walk in the park for someone with a big case of the what-ifs. But her dad made Karma head of research for the docuseries, so she, Mags, and a mysterious local boy named Nix must investigate every strange happening in the historically creepy Stanley Hotel. There are a lot of references to, like, Poltergeist, Ghostbusters, um, The Shining, that's a big one, because they say this, this Stanley Hotel is what The Shining is kind of based on, you know, that hotel, because they're both in Colorado. <laughs> Let's see. Karma hopes that her what-ifs don't make... she. Another thing about Karma is her what-ifs, her worries, especially seem to really be ramped up when her her mom is one of those people that I guess she just didn't want to be a mom, or she's like, oh, I, yeah, and one of the conversations she has with her husband, like, well, I did my job, I raised my daughter, because Karma's, like, 11, 11 or 12, and the mom is being very selfish. She is posting pictures of herself on a beach in a bikini and sending them to her daughter. And she's like, oh, why can't you be happy for me? And just very toxic, very unhealthy, very selfish. And I'm just happy that Karma has her dad and her best friend and just... Her, you know, her best friend Mags and, you know, Mags' parents, especially her mom, is just so nice to Karma and all that stuff. And it's, I, I understand where Karma does feel a little jealous. Like, Mags has such a great relationship with her mom. Her mom's always texting her, checking in with her, seeing how she's doing, making her goodbye cookies or, and stuff like that. It's just, it's, it's sweet. It's just... I just love the relationship that Karma has with her dad. They're, you know, they're a team. So, oh, and of course we can't forget little Alfred Hitchcock, that adorable pug dog. <laughs> oh my goodness. 
Let's see. Hopes that her what-ifs don't make her give up the ghost before they can find a starring spirit to help their show go viral and possibly even get them a season two. With Melissa Savage's quirky cast of characters and spooky setting underlaid by a touching and relatable struggle against anxiety and grief over her fractured family, Karma Moon, Ghost Hunter is bound to charm and delight. I... I honestly hope. I know that she, the author only does standalones. I, I want a sequel so bad. I really want a sequel to this book. I want to hear about season two. Um, what I was saying before I got off track um, about Karma and her what-ifs, her worries, she actually does see a psychiatrist for this that kind of helps her with ways of coping with her anxiety due to her mom leaving and her just major what ifs and worries like what if this happens what if that happens and this and that and I mean Mags definitely does do her best to help keep karma grounded and all, you know, she helps her friend and all that stuff. And Nyx was really, it was really cool seeing this character. He works at, it's kind of like a, <clears throat> I, get, I don't know if you would call it like a Great Wolf Lodge. I've never been to one of those type indoor water parks. But it just, it felt like that mixed with like a fun zone type of thing. And the kid is... Gosh, how old is Nyx? Maybe 14, maybe 16? I'm not sure. But his own relationship, you know, he lives with this... He's got, like, two or three sisters, and he's living with, like, his third sister. Because, you know, their parents have passed away, so he's kind of being, you know, shifted from one to the other. And he makes friends with Mags and Karma, and he helps them with their ghosted their ghost adventures and stuff. And it's just, it's really cool. I just highly recommend this book, especially for right now. We are, it's October 12th, so still plenty of time to listen to these. Um, most of these books I read, you know, physically. Of course, another book by my, one of my favorite middle grade authors, Lindsay Curry. She's written... Their particular incident on Shady Street and Scritch Scratch, both amazing books, and this one honestly is no different. It's called What Lives in the Woods. Honestly, I mean, the only thing that I, I'm like, the title, I don't want to give anything away, but I'm like, mm, could have called it something different, but anyway, this book was released September 14th, so almost a month ago. But I know I was saving. I was saving this one. I'm like, I am saving it for October. I just, you know, those books that you're like, I can't wait to read the next book by this author. And so far, middle grade authors have not let me down. Um, there are some YA authors where I've kind of like their books haven't become are becoming less and less good. Um, just. I don't know whether the writing's getting flatter, the characters are getting more cardboardy, and it just... But no, these authors, middle grade authors, stand out amazing. The books are always great. They're just worth the wait. <clears throat> oh, Quinny's going pot-pot. <laughs> so if you hear that digging, she's in the litter box. <laughs> I know, TMI. Welcome to the decrepit Woodmore Manor. 
where something in the woods is always watching. From the author of Scritch Scratch comes a chill. Oh, another thing. Semi-spoiler. We get a callback to this book. I'm not telling you how. We get a callback to Scritch Scratch, which is... Oh! <laughs> so, okay. Comes a chilling middle grade story about a creepy mansion and sinister creatures in the woods. All Jenny Anderson wants from her summer is to relax. But when Jenny's father, a respected restoration expert in Chicago, which is funny because Scritch Scratch also takes place in Chicago, <laughs> although most of this book pretty much takes place over about a month in Michigan. I'm like, Michigan! Ah! Oh, home field, home field. <laughs> Surprises the family with a month-long trip to Michigan. Everything changes. Yeah, they go to Saugatuck, Michigan. I've actually never been to Saugatuck. I have heard a lot of good things about it, though. They aren't staying in a hotel like most families would. No, they're staying in a mansion, a 26-room century-old building surrounded by dense forest. Yeah, if a creepy mansion isn't scary enough, let's add a dense, spooky forest to it. <coughs> Woodmore Manor. Locals claim the surrounding woods are inhabited by mutated creatures that escaped a mad scientist over a hundred years ago. And some... Oh, oh, God, Quinny! Oh, oh God, that stinks! It stinks, Quinny! Cover that up! Oh, 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 God! Poor Liberty! Poor me! Oh, my gosh, Quinny! Oh, my God. Why did you have to do that right now? And some campers routinely disappear. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm choking on her. <laughs> BMs. <laughs> mm, oh, my God. Some, some say campers routinely disappear, never to be seen again. When the... Creaky floors and shadowy corners of the mansion seem to take on a life of their own. Ginny uncovers the wildest mystery of all. There's more than one legend roaming around Saugatuck, Michigan, and they definitely aren't after campers. They're after her. I just finished this book yesterday. I love it. I love it so much. It's just, it was so good. And Ginny actually... She has an older brother named Leo, who's 14, and there's, the kids' summer plans kind of get pushed back. Like, I guess he was going to do a basketball camp thing, and she wanted to go do a writing, kind of like a writing workshop, mystery writing workshop, with her best friend. And her dad's like, no, I want us all to go together, you know, we're a family, her mom is a tutor for kids and also SAT, ACT prep students as well. So she wants to kind of, you know, unplug and get away from all of that for a bit. And it's really, it's a, it's a downer, downer, you know, they're going to be gone for a month. And Jenny was just really looking forward to this with her friend. So, but on the plus side, she loves Agatha Christie. Loves it. Which is funny because in Horrid, that character also loved Agatha Christie books as well. So I'm like, oh, that's so cool. And she meets 
Ginny in town, she meets a boy named Will, who I guess lives there year-round, it feels like. He might be um, a resident of Saugatuck. I can't remember now. But he works in the bookshop that she goes into, and he kind of, he helps her along while, like, the mysteries of this. Because her dad says, hey, guess what? I'm sorry that I'm pulling you away from your workshop, because they're like, oh, well, you can take it in September. And it's like, well, no, that's when her best friend was going with her in, in June. You know, they're going at the end of June. And then... He's like, hey, guess what? Well, since that's being ruined for you, how about this? You get to be the one to pick the bedroom. You get, out of all these rooms, you get first dibs. You get first pick. So, of course, the room that she picks, I'm not going to go any farther on that. Just stuff starts happening. But she picks the biggest room. Well, it's got um, a sunroom attached to it. It's got a fireplace. I think it, I don't know. I think it even, it maybe has its own bathroom. May I think so. So of course, like, yeah, I want, I want, you could not pay me to stay in a room when in a place like that. No, 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 no. But it's really cool how Will helps her out and he treats her to ice cream because his brother works at this little ice cream shop. Like, hey, I get a family discount. It's so cute because he's so adorable. Oh, and I just, I like it so much. I just, I love this book. I love the characters. I love um, Ginny and her brother's kind of love-hate relationship. Like, even though they bug each other and stuff, he's still there for her. And he still wants to protect her and help her out with finding out what is going on with this you know, why is she being targeted by these, you know, sh shadow people and stuff like that? It's like, clearly someone does not want her there or want the family there. So, like, we got to find out what's going on. Because her dad is basically going there to be able to restore the Woodmore Manor to its former glory as far as bring out the beauty in it to, I guess, the people that own it want to reopen it to guests. And with all the rumors going around about the place being haunted, like, nobody's going to stay there. Nobody's going to stay there. So many people have left over the time that, over the years and stuff like that, and the rumors have all been, it's like, you know, this place, it's decrepit, it's just, no. But I loved the book, so I highly recommend you check it out. So, the next book I'm currently reading, this is a young adult book. It's by Kendare Blake, All These Bodies. It kind of makes me, it gives me a similar, like, Anna Dressed in Blood vibe. So, I'm going to read this synopsis for, it's called All These Bodies. Sixteen bloodless bodies, two teenagers, one impossible explanation. Summer 1958. A string of murders plagues the Midwest. The strangers are found in their cars and in their homes, even in their beds. Their bodies drained, but with no blood anywhere. September 19, the Carlson family is slaughtered in their Minnesota farmhouse, and the case gets its first lead. 15-year-old Marie Catherine Hale is found at the scene. She's covered in blood from head to toe, and at first she's mistaken for a survivor. But not a drop of the blood is hers. Michael Jensen, son of the local sheriff, learns to become 
or excuse me, yearns to become a journalist and escape his small town. He never imagined that the biggest story in the country would fall into his lap or that he would be pulled into the investigation. When Marie decides that he is the only one she will confess to, as Marie recounts her version of the story, it falls to Michael to find the truth. What really happened the night the Carlsons were killed, and how did one girl wind up in the middle of all these bodies? So yeah, I'm definitely getting Anna dressed in blood vibes, which the, that book came out actually almost 10 years ago, October 17th, 2011. So, and it's, Kendare Blake has been releasing like books that are more like fantasy-ish, and I'm like, I really wish she would have come with something along the lines of Anna dressed in blood, and she did. 10 years later, she came up with all these bodies so I just started reading that one yesterday and I'm definitely digging it so Anna dressed in blood I'll read the synopsis Cass Lowood has inherited an unusual vocation he kills the dead so did his father before him until he was gruesomely murdered by a ghost he sought to kill now armed with his father's mysterious deadly athlete Cass travels the country with his kitchen witch mom, kitchen witch mother, and their spirit-sniffing cat. <clears throat> Excuse me. They follow legends and local lore, destroy the murderers dead, and keep pesky things like the future and friends at bay. Searching for a ghost the locals call Anna dressed in blood, Cass expects the usual. Track, hunt, kill. What he finds instead is a girl entangled in curses and rage, a ghost like he's never faced before. She still wears the dress she wore on the day of her brutal murder in 1958. Once white, now stained red and dripping with blood, since her death, Anna has killed any and every person who has dared to step into the deserted Victorian she used to call home, yet she spares Cass's life. There's a sequel to this book. It is called Girl of Nightmares. It was also very good. It's interesting how this book, this book is set in 1958, which the other book, All These Bodies, is set in 58. I am wondering if there's going to be a connection between the two. I would just be completely floored if there was. The other book I started last night, <clears throat> it's a middle grade book. The Smashed Man of Dread End by J.W. Ocker. This book was released August 17th, 2021. A chilling middle grade novel with an unforgettable basement dwelling monster. Perfect for fans of R.L. Stein and Holly Black alike. No, Wiley couldn't be more excited to move. After the slumber party sleepwalking incident of last year, she's ready to make some new friends. But no, didn't expect the sudden. This excuse me, didn't expect the sullen, strange girls who live on the new street. On, oh my goodness. But no, didn't expect the sullen, strange girls who live on her new street, and they certainly didn't expect the strange warning. She certainly didn't expect the strange warning they give her to stay out of the basement no matter what. No's not going to let these girls boss her around. She'll go in her own basement whenever she wants. So she does. And there he is. And now there's no going back. 
this book is, oh my goodness, I am just excited. I know I just started like the first chapter and like I really like this book so far. So, and there's also some other books that I, I really want to try to get to. So I'm devoted certain days of the week to just me reading. And then on my days off, I'm podcasting. So that's why I'm trying to get through. I'm not trying to rush through these books, but I'm trying to get to as many as I can before the end of October. So that's why I'm going to release this just a little bit before the end of October so I can get the other book. I can That way I can read these books. I can let you know, follow up how they were and what I thought of them. So, so now that we are in the final week of... October. I thought I'd give you all an update <laughs> uh, after reading All These Bodies by Kendare Blake. I... Let me just go on record by saying I really enjoyed Anna Dressed in Blood. It was set in present day, but also in the same time period, also in the same time period of 1958, which All These Bodies is set in. I, I was honestly trying to tell you how I felt about this book. I can say I was let down by the ending. I did feel this book did drag a bit. And it just, it did. It felt like a letdown. I liked Anna Dressed, Anna Dressed in Blood better than this. And I just, I don't know. I just, I kept pushing along. It's like, okay, I want to see how it ends. I put in the time to read this book. And it just... It just, it dragged, and it just felt like it didn't really lead up to a satisfying ending, which is sad, because when I saw the premise, I'm like, oh, this book, I think that's, I love historical fiction. I don't read enough books that are set in the 50s. <laughs> um, the other book I had mentioned I was going to read, The Smashed Man of Dread End. I believe I did review the summary. I'm going to save that for next October. I decided to read another book instead that really held my attention. Not that The Smashed Man of Dread End didn't hold my attention, but I started reading this other one that I remember. I picked it up, I think it was back in April of this year. It's called The In-Between by Rebecca Ansari, A-N-S-A-R-I. And I started reading it back in April. I got it from the library. I'm like, no, no, no. I want to I wanna save this. I want to save this for October. And I was just thinking, you know, October's coming to an end. If I want to read this book, I need to read it and set this other one aside. And I'm glad I did because this one definitely held my attention the whole time. It's called, as I said, The In-Between. It did come out this year, 2021, back in January. And let me read you the premise because I would definitely definitely recommend this one if you want to read all these bodies go for it but i can honestly tell you most likely will be let down by the ending cooper is lost ever since his father left their family three years ago he has become distant from his friends constantly annoyed by his little sister jess and completely fed up with a pale creepy rich girl who moved in next door who won't stop staring at him. So when Cooper learns of an unsolved mystery his sister has discovered online, he welcomes the distraction. It's the tale of a deadly train crash 
that occurred a hundred years ago in which one young boy among the dead was never identified. The only distinguishing mark on him was a strange insignia on his suit coat, a symbol no one had seen before or since. Jess is fascinated by the mystery of the unknown child because she's seen the insignia, and she tells Cooper he has too. It's the symbol on the jacket of the girl next door. As they uncover more information and mounting evidence of the girl's seemingly impossible connection to the tragedy, Cooper and Jess begin to wonder if a similar disaster could be heading to their hometown. Thus begins an unforgettable adventure about the forgotten among us and what it means to be seen. This book was really good. As I said, it did hold my attention. It kept me wanting to find out, like, how is this girl connected and everything. Another thing I liked that I feel definitely is getting a little more representation when it comes to middle grade books, which I think is important. Cooper's sister, Jess, who's about 10, has diabetes. She's type 1 diabetic. So, I mean, if that kind of makes you a little squeamish with, you know, the finger poking, the blood, and, you know, sugar checking, all that stuff, then if you want to skip it, go for it. But I just, I think it's important they do show Jess's blood sugar dropping, how they constantly got to be, you know, Cooper and his mom constantly got to be making sure Jess is checking you know, making sure she's eating at the right times. Like, she needs to have a snack at this time. Make sure her blood, blood sugar is checked right before she goes to bed. And all of this stuff. So, yeah. It's just, and just the mystery surrounding the girl that is on that swing and keeps staring at Cooper and everything. It's just like, who is this girl? Why is she wearing that jacket that's got that insignia? Another thing. This is... Also talks about a broken home because Cooper's mom and dad got divorced. He basically dropped his family like a bad habit cause, because Cooper's dad comes from money. And his mom didn't think that Cooper's mom was a good fit for her son and he ends up, I don't know whether he marries a secretary or whatever, because this guy's a doctor. And then, I don't want to spoil anymore. I don't want to spoil anymore. But that causes a huge rift. That causes a lot of anger in Cooper. And that's, but um, I think, like, this whole mystery surrounding this girl next door on the swing kind of helps. Cooper and Jess kind of come together because they're at odds. Jess thinks that her dad's going to come back and move back in. They're going to be a happy family when, like, no, he's married to this other lady. And, okay, spoiler alert, they have a kid. They just had a baby. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So, and Cooper just feels so disconnected from his friend, Zach, who he used to hang out with all the time. And it's just, he feels like his friend really doesn't get it because his friend has two parents and a loving home and everything. And, you know, Cooper's mom is trying to make ends meet and pay the bills. She's got to take on a second job just to make ends meet. Oh, it's just, I, just, I feel bad, but I just, I loved this book. I just, it was so well done. And I actually have been taking it upon myself to actually read 
like the author's notes at the ends of the books. Normally I would skip over them, but sometimes it's like it's very intriguing to learn where authors get their ideas and what inspires them to make a story. So, yeah. That's what I'm going to say. Definitely check it out. It really, it, it was a good read. And that's pretty much going to be my spooky reads for 2021. I'm saving, like I said, I'm saving Smash Man of Dread End for next October. I have, you know, a little cubby hole filled with spooky books that are all going to wait until next October so I have some spooky books to read, but I'm sure by that time there'll be even more spooky books added to the mix. Because there are always book releases, especially when it comes to middle grade. So, yeah, and then, you know what, I think in, um, after Thanksgiving, because I'm going to start reading after Thanksgiving some holiday books. So I'm going to save that for uh, a holiday books recommendation podcast episode. So look forward to that. And I will see you later. I hope you all, you know, maybe you'll find some good books to read. So have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.